You're listening to Geeks Unleashed, a podcast that covers what's current in the world of pop culture. I'm Mark Brassington, and I'm in London. And I'm Jasmine in Texas. Hello, welcome to Geeks Unleashed. This is episode 90. I am Mark. And I'm Jasmine. 90 episodes. I actually can't believe that. We're 10 away from 100. Wow. God, like, we can talk a lot. If we hadn't had a break, we'd be at 100 now or there or thereabouts. Yeah, pretty close. Pretty yeah, I think we would be a couple, I think we'd be close to 100, not yeah. on 100. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh. Oh, ma, ma, I forget. Yeah, yeah, we, we changed the order of this. I'm still not used to it. Okay, so before we get started, if you are watching us on YouTube, thank you so much. We would also appreciate it if you would subscribe to our channel and click that little notification bell so that you know when we upload new videos. If you are listening on your favorite podcast platform, we are grateful for that as well. Uh, we would also appreciate a five-star review if you leave that on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, or Spotify. That would be great. Uh, on this week's episode, we are reviewing uh, Sony's marvel villain movie morbius so beware we're gonna spoil all of it for you oh Um, yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) i'm looking forward to this like (laughs) so um before we jump into it like this week by the way we're not gonna do any news we had uh there wasn't really any news that we actually cared about not much no there wasn't really that much like i mean things happen Things obviously always happen. I, yeah. I mean, when I say that, like, you know, in the real world, you know, yeah. there's still that Ukraine stuff and Russia, and obviously that's massively important, but we yeah. obviously don't ever really tend to, you know, cover no, current No, we stick affairs. to nerd news. We leave, yeah, we stick we to leave nerd world news. news to others. Yeah, yeah, like, you know, NBC and yeah. B- yeah. BBC, those and they can do that. Yeah, <laughs> they, they, those, they, they, those, uh, yeah, those professionals. I can assure you, no one is listening to our podcast for our astute political commentary no, no in fact in fact i think somebody once did say to us like leave the politics alone i was like <laughs> okay 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 um no but there wasn't any real worthwhile pop culture news that i saw yeah. like and i don't think you didn't see anything either it was like no, nothing it's very quiet down, I mean, no. probably, probably they know easter's coming so yeah um, hopefully they'll take it easy on us <laughs> yeah, yeah um but we did have an idea of something we're going to substitute we'll do it in a minute but um Ooh. We'll see how this works. It could just go down in flames, or it could, it's going to be like, hilarious uh, either way. Don't worry. I, well, hopefully. Uh, like, anyway, so before we jump into that, like you've obviously come back from all your travels, Jasmine. Before you go yes. traveling again, like yeah, and, well, uh, I, know, right? I, I was home for what six days and then on the road again. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I was home long enough to catch up on some things. I finished out the first season of Sasuke Miyano. So cute, such a cute anime. Um, I really, really enjoyed those few episodes that I was behind on. And I watched uh, an anime on Netflix called Kotaro Lives Alone, which honestly, you know, I feel like based on any anime I have ever seen, uh, mm. like Japanese kids don't have parents. like. There's so many manga about like kids that live by themselves. And I'm just like, how? Uh, and so this whole Netflix series, it's a Netflix. I mean, it's based on a manga, but it's a Netflix original um, anime. And like, this kid is literally four years old. He rents his own apartment. He like cooks for himself and for his neighbors. Like it is the most ridiculous and over the top thing, but it is still so cute and so endearing. So 
anyone looking for like a feel good kind of thing, it gets a bit heavy at some parts because uh, there is a reason that this kid lives by himself at four years old. But uh, if you're looking for something to pass the time on Netflix, Kotaro Lives Alone, it's fun. It's, it was a good time. I enjoyed it. I think I've seen that. Like, um, I mean, not watched it, but saw it on Netflix. Yeah, popping up on Netflix. Popping up, yeah, yeah, you know, like they tried to do. Um, <laughs> I, you know, you said about kids living alone in like animated stuff, though. They do that even in just live action stuff. You know, if you put on like Nickelodeon, there's like, there's, there's, oh, there's a show. There's a show. I can't remember the name of it now. Um, my kids love it. I think it went on for two or three seasons and it's set in Amsterdam and it's like a bunch of kids that, for the most part, seem to live on their own. Their, par- their parents weren't in the first season. Uh-huh. And I, I, don't, I don't know about the second or the third, but like, I know that my kids loved it. Um, but there's so many shows like that where the kids just, the parents are just not around. Like, yeah. they just leave like 12 to 17 year olds just in a house, like yeah. doing doing their own stuff. And it's like, oh, yeah, like my parents have gone away. Oh, yeah, of course they have. Like, you know, <laughs> also left a 12 year old in the house on their own like <sighs> i mean you didn't get left alone at 12 i mean maybe for like half an hour like not for like three weeks or something like you know when oh, i'm no, also at the same weeks no. also while i'm doing a murder investigation you know, well yeah no i definitely did do any murder investigation <laughs> but like if my parents went away for a weekend then sometimes they would leave me home alone this was before i had a brother of course well what, what the brother just showed up well, yeah, uh, nobody asked me if I wanted a brother. It was just like, <laughs> oh, hey, by the way, you're getting a brother. It's like, no, I mean, you no, guys. It's, it's the way you worded it. Like, oh, like you were 12 years old and suddenly this 15-year-old brother just walked through the door. It's like, where did this well, guy no, come from? Well, no, my brother and I, there is a big uh, age gap between me and my brother. So there, I I was an only child for a very long time. And then all of a sudden I had a brother. So What's the gap? 11 years. Oh, wow. You yeah. must have really been annoyed. Oh, uh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but we basically both grew up as like only child. Because yeah, yeah. by the time he was old enough, like I was already off in college. So, but now, now do you notice it or not? The age difference? Yeah. No, it's gotten better. Now we actually are old enough that we have like stuff in common. Yeah, all right. Okay. <laughs> well, like, well, like the same parents. Uh, like, you know, beer. <laughs> uh, oh, who's your mom and dad? Well, the same as yours. <laughs> Although I did have to tell my brother because, like, my brother follows me on Instagram, and so, like, when I was traveling, I did, I did have a little accident and uh, kind of got banged up a bit, scratches, bruises, cuts, all that good stuff, and uh, I posted about <laughs> it on Instagram, but I didn't tell my parents on purpose. And uh, apparently my brother told my mom and she called me and she was frantic and I was like, I'm fine. And then I texted my brother. I missed that. I didn't see you post that. Oh yeah. So I uh, did a bit of mountain climbing. I also did a bit of falling down the mountain. Oh, I didn't know that. I missed that. I missed that post. Sorry. I hope you're okay. Uh, Well, (laughs) I I am still bandaged up. It's been uh, just over a week now. I'm still, still got some bandages on, but Anyway, like I didn't tell my mom on purpose because I didn't want her to worry. And then my stupid brother went yeah. and told my parents that I fell down the mountain and my mom was so upset. <laughs> and I was like, this is why I didn't tell you. And she was like, oh, my God, did you go to the hospital? Are you OK? I'm like, I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> so, yeah, th- th- there was definitely a conversation between me and my brother after that. I said, look, what I post on Instagram is none of my parents business. All right. Don't be telling them all uh... that stuff. Well, no, my mom follows me on Instagram now, so it's like, oh, like, <laughs> she's followed, she's been following me for about a year now on Instagram. I'm like, I, 
she won't go onto Facebook, but she used to moan at me, like some of her friends are on Facebook, not, uh, not on Instagram. And she'd moan at me saying she doesn't like me posting stuff and then knowing about it. And I went, okay, well, what do you want me to do about it? And she goes, well, can you not remove them? I'm like, mom, that's a bit rude to like, just remove people. Like, because like, or and she's like, well, block them then. I'm like, I'm like that's even ruder. Like, I, like, I just disagree. Saying, I, yeah. I block, I actually have, I block people on different platforms. So like, no, no, but what I mean is like, I don't mind her friends. Like I've known most of her friends for like most of my life. So yeah. I'm like, I don't mind that they see what I'm doing. It's you that has the issue. Like, so like if you choose not to go on social media. So like, <laughs> and so she's gone on Instagram now, mainly I think so she can like get the information straight away. Like yeah. if I post. She doesn't want put, any surprises, okay? That, that's, like, that's a thing. I don't put I don't put my life on there. I tend so I actually had this conversation with someone the other day because some people just put like when they're having like a poo or a bacon sandwich yeah. or whatever. And I'm like, I just put when I've done something yeah. like, like, I don't know, like when I went to, um, uh, in the week. When you went on England, your cruise England. to Bruges. Well, yeah when, I, yeah, when I went on my cruise a couple weeks ago or when I went to England play the other day yeah. um, against the Ivory Coast, like, um, uh, you know, first uh, ever live England game. My, and I took my daughter there and so I do stuff like that I post more like when I've done something like yeah. I don't I don't want to post that like, I've just eaten a bacon sandwich like <laughs> no one cares like you know like, yeah. or, I mean I, or, I posted about like climbing up the mountain because I've never done that before I also posted about falling down the mountain because I'd never done that before either well yeah yeah, yeah first yeah. time like, for everything I think I don't know some people like I see like post a picture of like they just made their bed and I'm like no, no one cares. I, mean, I make my bed every day. Like that's not yeah, Instagram yeah, worthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one cares. No one cares. Like, like uh, I don't know. Like for me, I'm like, you know, just yeah. I think it's just I do something and I'll post it. And I say when I do something, I mean something like normally outside of the house. Like mm-hmm. I don't mind posting the odd house photo. Like you know, um, if I get like a cute photo of my kids or something. But like I try to or your just, dog. Oh Cooper. yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's going past cute stage now. That's like, not true. He's still, he's still really cute. He's like in that mm. one-year-old dog like phase. He's still cute. We were at my mum and dad's on Saturday, and he was in their garden. The dog next door barked. Honestly, he crapped himself. Ran straight into the house. <laughs> he ran straight into the house and jumped straight up on my lap. And I was like, everyone, everyone, my mum, dad, everyone was like, he's so cute. I was like, he's not. Like, you are oh. the only one that doesn't like Cooper. <laughs> everyone else likes Cooper. The weird, the weird thing is, he seems to like me the most and i'm like the one who cares the least (laughs) (laughs) i keep telling you if you bring cooper to new york i'll take cooper i i I like walk that dog two three hours a day i spend the most amount of time with it when i'm really not that bothered why and um i I try when i say this i sound like i'm really horrible i I am very loving to him i you know stroke him feed him you know play games with him but like if we didn't have a dog, I wouldn't be bothered either way. Like, <laughs> like, it's a good thing your kids don't listen to this podcast. Oh, yeah. They, they're the ones who love him the most. Well, yeah. especially my eight-year-old. My eight-year-old seems to really love him. So, uh, Anyway, uh, what I watched, I actually watched this about two weeks ago, but I forgot to mention it. Um, the Batman. Robert Pattinson's The Batman. Um, and you were super excited about it. 
I was so excited. I was trying to get you to go and see it, like, yeah. but I know you were super busy. And um, but what I would say is now I know there's been real mixed opinions. I know it's done financially really well, so there's a high chance it's going to be a sequel. Unfortunately, <laughs> um, like, so I did not enjoy this film. I thought this is way too long, three hours. Like now, I'm 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 pro long films. Like when you got good world building and. Like stuff like that um because i think sometimes that's why i prefer a lot of tv series to movies because i quite like when they they take their time know, get into the characters and stuff like that i don't like 22 episode shows but when it's like hbo eight to ten episodes or stars yeah. or bbc they it's don't the tend new to be sweet more spot. Than, yeah like something something around somewhere between six and ten yeah. like i've been watching oh i watched I'll come to it in a minute but snowpiercer i finished season three this week mm-hmm. um ten episodes season three I would argue that that should have been five or six episodes oh, this wow. season. Like, that few, huh? Sh- yeah, I, I, personal opinion. Like, I, I don't know what other people's thoughts are. But I'll come to Snowpiercer in a minute. But anyway, the Batman. So I was like really excited to see it. And I know a lot of people like Robert Pattinson, they were like, oh, Twilight, Twilight. And I was like, no, look, I thought, so I thought to myself, you know, I'm not going to judge this movie purely based on four, four or five films that he did when he played a, a no personality vampire. Like, <laughs> Because That's a he really was polite way of putting it. Like, but he was playing a. If you think about it, he was playing a no personality vampire from a book that had no personality. Absolutely. So he was actually playing that role well. Um, unlike Kirsten Stewart, I think he was playing herself. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I actually think she's better uh, than that. Like, I really like Kristen Stewart in Panic Room. Oh, I've not seen that. Um, it was when she was still a kid though like yeah, a, a younger she, kid i think she, she was, was in like that seven or eight she was in that space version of jumanji as well but she had a minor role in it um there's a space version of jumanji like there was a board game where they go to space oh Zathura. Yeah, yeah yeah i see yeah yeah she had a minor okay. role i've in never that. seen that um anyway um i was just joking because i actually don't really mind because of Stuart. um so I was going to go into this film with open. I did, sorry, I did go into this uh, film with open eyes because I was, sorry, no expectations of him being terrible. Like I was going thinking, no, because I thought he was good in Tenant. I thought I liked him in Harry Potter. And you know that film we watched last year with um, yes, Tom Holland? Yes, horrible film. Yeah, it, no, it was horrible. But if you think about his acting, how different he was, I, thought, I can't remember what it was called. It was The Devil or something or other. Devil all the time. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, but he actually again played that role really well. Like, wasn't he like a he was a horrible preacher, vicar, a, a preacher, preacher or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wasn't he like a pedophile preacher or something? Like, um, yeah, or a sleazy preacher or something. But again, he played the role well. Although it was a horrible film and a horrible role, he was believable as, as like a sleazy preacher. Like, I was completely on board with his horribleness. Um, so what I could what so when I went into this film, I thought, you know what, he's played a variety of work roles really well so i am probably my favorite role is actually him in tenant i thought he was really good in tenant have you seen tenant nope i would if you're gonna watch it don't do it tired and don't do it drunk <laughs> seriously <laughs> you like have a to... terrible combination no no like i'm saying don't do either of those things <laughs> like like because you have to really concentrate like it's yeah, a film all of his films well, oh yeah, yeah, I know. But honestly, seriously, Tenet was really complicated. Um, it's really good, 
but really can't be it. Anyway, so the Batman, I've, so I've gone in so many different ways here. So the Batman, I went into it thinking, okay, I'm going to give Rob Pattinson a chance. Now, I wouldn't say I hated his Batman. I, the minimal amount of time we got with Bruce Wayne, though, I thought he was awful. <laughs> it was like emo kid Batman. Like, yeah, to me, it was like teenager Batman. It was almost like Batman Jr. Like, um, okay, all right. he was very emo Bruce Wayne, which was mm. not a version of Bruce Wayne I'd ever seen. Now, I know from what I've heard, apparently they were trying to go with this film just being mainly around the Batman, not Bruce Wayne. Like, And that pretty much was obvious. I would say like maybe 90% of this film was Batman and then mm. maybe 10% was Bruce Wayne or even less than that, maybe 5% was Bruce Wayne um i'm sure there's some geeks out there that have already worked that out um and, and there was one scene where he is back where he's bruce wayne like in his bat cave and where you know how batman tends to have like black makeup around his eyes because yeah, the yeah. mask obviously doesn't fully cover like and it was kind of like just sort of running down his face like and i was like is it necessary that we've got my chemical romance yes bruce wayne like it's for me not apparently it was and and then his fight scenes like I don't know, like they were kind of weird. Like, so with when I, I used to love like with Christian Bale, suddenly like Christian Bale would be like in the corner and then jump down and, yeah. and, and sort of have martial art type skills. This Batman didn't have any sort of martial arts. It was a lot of punching and like he'd kind of just walk into a room rather than like a cool, like a cool entrance. I, I know they were trying to make it cool where he would just walk out from the shadows and he'd just yeah. walk in. Like, I don't, I don't know. And, um, I didn't mind necessarily that this version of Batman was new because I think there was a comment in the film that he'd been doing Batman, been Batman for like two or three years or something. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one time where he was going across the city and he kind of trips over and Batman ends up rolling across the street. That didn't particularly bother me because I thought, okay, this is like Batman Jr. You know, he's kind of new, new on the scene. <laughs> like, he, no, no, no. <laughs> I know I'm taking the piss a bit there, but what I mean is like, you don't always see... A lot of these films you go into Batman being really cool and yeah, like yeah, yeah. already already like five years in or whatever. Yeah. I, I didn't necessarily mind that he was quite early to being Batman. That didn't bother me too much. But I don't know. I didn't the Bruce Wayne stuff really put me off. Um I didn't like the fighting because I thought, well, Batman tends to have, you know, in the comics has been trained by ninjas and you know, and has got those skills. And I'm not really seeing this, I've just seen someone who's just a guy who fights, like yeah. um I didn't mind the style of the film. Like I found the cinematography really cool. I thought that was good. I liked, um, I've got her name, the lady who played Catwoman. I thought she was good. Zoe Kravitz. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Um, I don't know. I just found the film really boring. Like mm. it was just, uh, I think some people would say, well, it's much more of a detective style Batman, but I was like, yeah, but then did we need to have three hours of, of, of that? Like, you know, maybe that 20 minutes. always the question. Tw- 20 minutes of action maybe spread out throughout the film and that's mainly what they pushed in the trailers was yeah. the sort of the action side they didn't and of course what they're trying to do is make it flashy um i saw quite a few people walk out of the film after like an hour and a half two hours um throughout that three-hour film i honestly really struggled to stay awake like that was something i <laughs> really struggled with my eyes were going like and that's not a good sign. what time did you go see it um, I think the film was like eight o'clock at night. Oh yeah, why would you pick that late to go see a long movie? Uh, I didn't. I thought I would love it, so I didn't think it would be an issue. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, 
So, so I don't yeah, know. Mark's glowing endorsement of the Batman. I remember like saying to a few people who didn't go, I was like, only go if you need to sleep. That was kind of what I said. Yikes. <sighs> um, I yeah. was never excited about the film. The trailers never did anything for me, never piqued my interest. It was always going to be the I'm just going to wait for this to hit HBO Max. Like That's always where I've been with this movie. So uh, I, I got a couple is, more weeks and, and then I can watch it myself. What I would say is it's probably worth watching, but what I would do is split it up into one hour a night um, into like a mini series. So I, I, I do think it is worth watching. Like there are good moments in it. I wouldn't say it, it's the worst film ever, but it's not the best Batman film like well i mean it's um, hard to be worse than freaking nipples on the bat suit thank you jill schumacher like bruce uh what's his name batman forever and batman and robin yeah when those films you know when batman forever came out i actually quite liked it then batman and robin came out which was so bad so uh bad. God, so bad whoever thought actually this is a good question for you live screen not animated live screen who's your favorite batman keaton um, and who's your worst? Clooney. <laughs> Clooney will always and forever be the absolute worst Batman, which is the most ridiculous thing on the planet because George Clooney is one of the like most dapper actors in all oh. of Hollywood. And so like everybody thought he would be a freaking shoe in to play that character. Mm. He was so, he was so terrible. So I terrible know. as Batman. I feel, a bit, I feel a bit sorry for him because he, he was good in like Ocean's Eleven and stuff like that and just... Yeah. Yeah, this is not a good movie for him. It, like, yeah, I don't know. The thing is, he doesn't do dark or edgy. No, he never should have tried to do superhero. Like, that is I'm not torn. your bag, George Clooney. I'm torn who is my favourite. I go between Keaton and, and um, Christian Bale. I go between the two of them. I never... I, the, uh, the only person that would ever come close to Keaton for me would be Kevin Conroy, but you said not animated, so... Well, I mean, he played a uh, sort of evil version of Batman, didn't he, in um, Batwoman? I've... Oh, you didn't see that episode. You skipped over that episode. You watched season one of Batwoman other than the episodes that he was in. Or he was in one episode because he was in the Infinite Crisis saga and you skipped oh, yeah, over those. Oh, yeah, I skipped that one. I but he, what, but if, you go, but if you Google it, or if, whenever you get time, Google it. Like, um, I don't even know if he's in it that long, five minutes maybe. Um, basically, he... Um, plays an older version of Bruce Wayne and I think he oh, I can't remember if he murdered the Joker or something or other but he's basically sort of a, a, a darker evil version of, of Bruce Wayne okay. like, so get behind that. but yeah if you literally tell that into YouTube I'm sure someone's uploaded that scene um, <laughs> not that we condone it. that well on YouTube <laughs> it's okay like I'm sure YouTube, YouTube has strict uh, copyright things so um Anyway, my overall thoughts, Batman's probably worth watching just so you can have an opinion. I would sometimes I'd say no, no, don't watch stuff if it's really that bad. I think it's worth watching if you want to have an opinion. And I do think actually artistically it's actually quite a nice film to watch. Mm-hmm. I would treat it as a miniseries though and break it up an hour a night. I wouldn't that is a waste. Hours. I'm not giving it three days. If I can't finish it oh. in one sitting, <laughs> I'm not gonna finish it. That's how I would tackle it now. Like I wouldn't I I never I would never do that. I am or I'm the other thing I, or the other thing is I would do is put it on on like a Saturday or Sunday afternoon, like not and at night. Like yeah, not at eight o'clock at night. 
No, I probably would put it on at like 10 in the morning or something like that and yeah. then be done by one. Yeah, okay, maybe do it like that. Yeah, maybe maybe that's the way to do it, but put it on early so you're wide awake. Yeah. <laughs> like, give it a go. Actually, when, when it comes on HBO Max, let me know what you think. Yeah, I will. Like, I will. But watch it early, like when you're wide awake. <laughs> Good to know. Thank you. Have, co- have coffee on standby. <laughs> anyway, right. So before the news, uh, sorry, there's no news. Sorry, right, instead, yeah, of the news, instead of the Come news. Instead of the news. We're going to give this a go. So as we were reviewing Morbius, we were like, oh, should we do something else? Should we do something else? And like, I was like, I came up with this idea of how we used to do verses, which we should bring yeah, back. We should. Like, um, we've selected, we've, I've got, gone on this website and I've written in, well, yes, between we've both. Got a so list. We, both, we, we came up we with both. a list of vampire characters. Vampire characters. Some of them are serious. Some of them are way the opposite of serious. <laughs> I mean, for I, just for instance, there's two characters in here. Um, yeah, one that Mark had never heard of. I guess it's not a. Thing. Well, you hadn't heard of okay. the one I you you hadn't That's heard of the true. one I said either. Yeah. So one of them is a vampire animated animal. I won't say anymore. Then one of them is a vampire who's on a cereal box. Food, and, you know, yeah, cereal like vampire. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to press the random button, and Jasmine's going to have the first one, and okay. then I'll have the second one. All right. And then me and Jasmine are going to juke it out and argue why one of that, like each one, should win. And we will try to be fair and concede if we possibly can. Come on, so, give me a good one. Uh, right. Okay. I'm going to press it now. Random name generator. I'm worried now. So this is for you. This is for you. I'm going to scroll down in a second. I'm scrolling down. I'm scrolling down. Okay. Oh, okay. You've got Alucard from Castlevania. Yes! Castlevania! All right. Cool. Okay. cool. All, right. All right. I'm going to press random name generator. Okay. Oh, who am I going to get? Oh, I'm worried. I'm worried. Oh, okay. I've got Catherine Pierce from The Vampire Diaries. Okay. I have no idea who that is, but Alucard wins, just so you know. <laughs> So, Vincent, Kath- come on. Catherine Pierce is incredibly manipulative. Okay. Um, she obviously turned both the brothers from the Vampire Diaries and tends to get her way. She has plans beyond plans, beyond plans. And uh-huh. okay. the only thing that took her out in the end was um, the cure. So, in the Vampire Diaries, there was the cure that turned her into a human. And unfortunately, because of just, you know, luck or whatever. I can't remember what it was that killed her off, but the cure basically she ended up dying. I think well, I can't remember why she ended up dying as a human, but she ended up dying as a human. So obviously we're gonna go with her being a vampire. She can obviously fight, she's got fast speed. Mm-hmm. And um yeah, just I think her main thing is that she's manipulative and cunning. Okay. That so, those are important qualities. I will give yeah. you that. Yeah, okay. yeah. But but yeah. Alucard is the son of Dracula. Okay. He's yeah. the son of Dracula. He has this telepathic ability to control weapons and to control his sword um he is an incredibly skilled incredibly skilled fighter like he can take down in memory was alucard the one that got conned in sleeping with those two people in that bed yeah yeah catherine pierce would definitely take him out uh, <laughs> yeah but he also took those two people out before they had a chance to hurt him too bad and yeah. then he put their head on spikes outside of his castle so. I think I, I think yeah. So I think what I could see happening is Catherine Pierce trying to manipulate him, get him in the bedroom, try and think she's going to take him out, and then he'll just 
get some yeah. sword from the wall to fly across the room and yeah exactly take telepathy yeah Hello. yeah it's hard to be te- it's hard yeah. to be the telepath man trouble oh. trouble i think that's the trouble with telepathy i think alan carl was definitely going to win yeah so, or, well I, I guess we should say telekinesis telekinesis even still. telekinesis yeah he yeah, can yeah. he can make things move with his mind okay so okay that is that is something that is really hard to beat Okay, so I'm going to concede. I do think Catherine Pierce will give it her best shot, but I think if you've got telekinesis, you're probably pretty effed. Like, yeah, Alucard wins flawless victory. Do you want, do you want to have one more go or not? No, oh, let's okay, let's okay. just get this get the real deal over with. Okay. Do you know what? That was good. I think we should do that again. Yeah, that like, was totally fun. Yeah. Okay. All right. Go on then. So you, anybody um... listening, you're going to have to let us know what you think. It was. It was Catherine from the Vampire Diaries versus Alucard from Castlevania. So yeah. let us know in the YouTube comments or hit us up on Twitter or Instagram and let us know who you think would win in a showdown battle between those two vampires. Okay, so Morbius opened exclusively in theaters worldwide on April 1st. Uh, as of April 4th, the film has grossed 86 million worldwide US dollars on its budget of 83 million US dollars. So, I mean, do you know it, what? Though? It broke like, even. Well, yeah, I mean, within a couple of days, it's broke even, so yeah. it will make money. Yeah, because we are gonna... doing this review really early in the theatrical run, so it's yeah, only been I mean, out for five days. So, I mean, you know, if you think about it, within 10 days, it's going to probably at least get to 100 million. Yeah. Um, and then that's obviously you've got DVDs and Blu-rays and, yeah. and our online sales and stuff like that before it gets leaked online. Um, and then... So unfortunately, it's the truth. Like it will get leaked online. Everybody puts crap online. So um, I don't know. What do you reckon? I reckon like 120 million uh, at, out of the box office. Hit, it'll get closer to 200. I think. You think so? Get... Yeah. In 30 days? Yeah, I think it'll. Get okay, okay, days. okay. Within 30 days, yeah. All right, then maybe 200. Yeah. So then it'll it will make double its money back. So then, oh, I think they'll do a sequel. Then they they're going to. They're going like, to. They have yeah. To. If they do 200 million, I reckon they'll do a sequel. <laughs> yeah, they will. There, there will okay. be more of this. Yeah. And hopefully it will be better. There is hope because the very first Spider-Man film that Sony did was not so great, but Spider-Man 2 is arguably far, far better than any of the other Sony Spider-Man films. So Flawless victory with that one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think that's, that's a general consensus, right? Like, wouldn't you... Wouldn't you say that Spider-Man 2 is better than... Well, we all know it's better than Spider-Man 3, but... Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you know, though, even Spider-Man 3, there were parts of it I enjoyed. Like, I wouldn't say I hated the entire film. I mean, like, we just hated Venom in that film. I think... I think I, well, and also Peter Parker becoming the Black Spider-Man. Emo, yeah. Yeah, emo Spider-Man. Uh, wow. I think if you were to cut out all of the Venom stuff and the emo Peter Parker, that actually wasn't a bad film. Um, but if and you cut that out, removed. you don't really have much of a film. No, 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 but like, yeah, I mean, you would have a, like a mini series or something. Like, <laughs> like, anyway, yeah. what we're saying is there's hope. The, the, just yeah, because yeah. the first one is not so great doesn't mean that the franchise can't turn itself around if they right. decide to turn this into a franchise. So, Morbius, it is based on Morbius, the living vampire, which our characters were created by Roy Thomas and Gil Kane from Marvel Comics. It, this film is written by Matt Suzama and Burke Sharpless. It is directed by Daniel Espinoza. It stars... Jared Leto, Matt Smith, Adria Ariona, Jared Harris, Al Madrigal, and Tyrese Gibson. Tyrese had like 10 minutes in this film, I swear. <clears throat> yeah. But you know what? I actually really like serious Tyrese. Like, I like oh, no, no, no. serious stuff. 
I like no, do you know what? I liked his serious part. I know we'll come yeah. back to him later, but yeah, I did yeah. like I'd liked him in this film. I would have liked more of him in this film. Yes. Okay, so quick and dirty summary. Uh, we got a cold open. It opens with basically like remember the first trailer where it's like, oh, we get off the helicopter and then all, there are all these bats in the jungles of Costa Rica and that kind of stuff. So the film opens with that scene, mm-hmm. but it's only like five minutes. And then we go back. You know how me and Mark feel about flashbacks. So we're, we're back in time. We jump yeah. back in time 25 years to when Michael and Lucian is his actual name met uh then michael dubbed lucian milo so we go back to the past we see those two characters and their doctor played by jared harris uh how they come together how they form this brotherhood bond um then after a little bit we go back to present day we're watching morbius take care of a, a young patient who has the same condition that he does and then from here the film it just kind of meanders between like incoherent science. Like there's a whole bunch of sciencey stuff happening on the screen, but like they don't really explain what's going on. Uh, that there's unearned action sequences, cool but really confusing CGI, dull characters with little to no development, very anticlimactic ending, um, even more underwhelming connection to both. And then like this, I I don't really know how they wanted to connect all of this to either the Sony shared universe or to the MCU. But basically they just kind of throw in Michael Keaton at the end and they're like, look, there's the connection. And it's kind of like- Oh yeah, we'll we'll talk about that in a bit. Like (sighs) uh, the the shared universe stuff. But yeah, like I I, I didn't hate that part, but like anyway, so- Okay, so um, before we get to anything else, we got a bit of trivia. So anybody remember this tiny little film a couple of decades ago, maybe you've heard of it, Blade. arguably the very first entry into the marvel cinematic universe sorry iron man um okay so back in 1998 did you know that they had actually cast a character to play or an actor to play michael morbius in the first blade film in 1998 but the original plan was to introduce morbius as a cameo and then expand on Morbius's story by the time they get to the second film, but that didn't happen. When they cut the character cameo out of the first film, they just mixed that whole Morbius storyline. But Morbius has been, at least on the Sony side, has been in the picture for quite a long time. Um, I, I, I love that Blade film. It's a shame I, I didn't have that. The first Blade film is so, oh my God, so good. And just like, Ah, the the second one I enjoy the second film. The third Blade film is horrible. Uh, but uh, Guillermo del Toro, I think he did a really really good job with the second Blade film. Mm. And just imagine if Guillermo del Toro got his hands on Morbius, like if they if they had given him this franchise, like ah, yeah, I think that's getting it was something a little bit, yeah, in the right hands. Yeah, so they did approach a couple of like big name action directors before um, before they kind of got into production. They reached out to Antoine Fuqua, who <clears throat> you may have heard of a couple of his films, just, you know, off the top, <sighs> Training Day. <laughs> I mean, that was a really big thing for oh, Denzel Washington. Massive, such a good film. Uh, Replacement Killers, which is one of my favorite shoot 'em up films of all time. Uh, Shooter, The Equalizer, Olympus Has Fallen, if you're looking for really fun action sequence set pieces. Um, 
So they also approached F. Gary Gray and F. Gary Gray been around the block a lot. The Italian job, uh, the negotiator set it off straight out of Compton. So they did approach some like action style kind of directors, but both of them turned down this part, this opportunity. And eventually uh, Sony kind of came to an agreement with Daniel Espinosa, who has, has done his fair share of action kind of stuff. Uh, he did the movie Life most recently, uh, also for Sony, which that is a, that's a pretty good space, like sci-fi, if, if I do so soon myself um he also did safe house which was kind of a not that big of a film but it was still like big personalities it was ryan reynolds and denzel washington so that one was uh really fun anyway it seems like somebody really wanted to like get the action like front and center i don't really think they delivered but we'll get to that (laughs) (laughs) uh also jared leto same old, same old Jared Leto. If you will remember when the Suicide Squad, or no, I'm sorry, not the Suicide Squad, when Suicide Squad uh, was first coming out, there were all these stories about Jared Leto and his method acting and how he would send his castmates dead animals and dead rats and like just anything he could to stay in character. And so he did a lot of the same, well, not thankfully not sending dead animals, uh, but he did do a whole lot of method acting, including staying in character. Now, Michael Morbius is, uh, he's, he has a debilitating disease. And so the character walks around on crutches because he can't stand on his own. So between takes, if Jared Leto had to go to the bathroom, he stayed in character and went to the bathroom on the crutches. The really? director, yeah, the director even came out and said, yeah, that rumor is totally true. And sometimes the bathroom breaks would take like 45 minutes because Jared Leto was limping to the bathroom in character as Morbius. And it was just kind of like, at one point they even said that (laughs) that like the the people on set, like the the stagehands or the staff on set asked him like, can we push you to the bathroom in a wheelchair instead of you like using the crutches to get to the bathroom so that we can move things forward? So just imagine that production... It's already like delayed because of COVID and all of this other stuff. But now you have yeah. Jared Leto like holding up production because he wants to stay in character between takes. Look, I get it if you've actually got that as a real disability. Yeah. Like, but when you're doing it to stay in character, what about everybody that, like you say? Yeah, what about long, everybody else? Like, yeah, you know, it's a long day as it is sometimes. They're 12, 14 hour days. So yes. sometimes these days start at four or five in the morning and you yes, think you've got I to be set. I have on the set of the stuff that is like 15 hour days. It's insane. It's it's already a long day and you're making it worse and it does, you don't have to do that. Like, Also the cost of the studio, like, because mm-hmm. they won't, so obviously there's only, they're only, I know you say 15 hour days, but it's going to come a point where they've got to say, look, we've got to let right. people go home. Yeah. And it's like, we've wasted two hours today on Jared's bathroom breaks. Yes. <laughs> Can you imagine, like, how, how could you take that to the producer? Like, Hey, why is this shoot taking so long? Well, uh, actually, it's because our lead uh, takes forty-five minutes to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if somebody told me that, and I was a producer, I would be like, "I'm sorry, what? You're you're telling me that we're eight days behind schedule because our lead actor takes forty-five minutes to go to the bathroom? How many times a day does he go to the bathroom?" That's, that's like, insane. I mean, if you go to the bathroom three times in the day, like that's already almost a three hour. Like, come on, man. Come yeah. 
Um, there, there's method acting, and then there's like you're being ridiculous. I mean, maybe stay in character other than the bathroom breaks. Yeah, <sighs> like yeah, you could yeah. you could still be the persona, but like did you know you don't do you know have if to you did the do the wheelchair? Do you know if you did do the wheelchair thing? No. Oh, they, okay. they offered and he did not accept he oh okay oh he didn't oh he didn't do it right okay okay no. wow crazy <laughs> man crazy man crazy man i mean right. i think uh, it's you know that's it's it's better than dead rats i and because like i i still remember all of the drama from suicide squad like viola davis did not like that will smith did not like that like none of the cast what enjoyed did they do? So, what did they do? yeah like as as joker like he stayed in character as joker for suicide squad and so, like, he would send these really fucked up gifts to the rest of the cast. And oh, because he thought he was Joker. Right? Yeah. Okay. So at one point, he sent out dead rats to the the cast members, and I <laughs> distinctly remember Viola Davis and Will Smith being like, Mm-mm, "This, we ain't never gonna be friends because this is not it, man. This ain't it." Oof. I mean, that's just like that's a step too far. Come yeah, on, that's it's a step too far. <sighs> Like, like you could have sent you know those like little plastic teeth that have feet and you wind them up and then they just like make noise right like you you could send you could prank people you could feel fill someone's trailer with like balloons or popcorn or something where did your mind go where did your mind go yeah where did your mind go to think do you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna prank all my my co-stars with dead rats yeah that's like i don't know where your mind would go to like think like that yeah and not 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 fake rats yeah, you know, I, I get am not that. talking real. fake, like real dead animals. Where do you, you ring imagine? for that? Where do you ring for that? Hello, one eight hundred dead rats, <laughs> like I don't know, like, or dead pets or something like that. Like, oh man, you need no. a dead animal, we'll get you one. Like I don't know, like the, so the method acting. Can or did he go? Or did he go out and go and get rats himself? <laughs> I have. Oh god, I have. No I idea. really want to know. Like, no I don't. Does anyone know? I don't want to know. No, I want to know. Like, how did he get these rats? And if they film this in New York, some of those rats that you see in the subways in New York are as big as babies. Like, oh god, I, I, I am Joy. not. I, I don't always think of myself as squeamish, but like, if I opened a box, and inside that box was a dead rat, I would lose my shit. <laughs> lose my mind. Uh, anyway. What's your overall thoughts on this movie? Oh, overall thoughts on this movie. I thought this movie was boring. Um, it just, it never picked up for me, which was kind of disappointing because I, I'd heard, of course, like everybody's heard the, it's basically getting like a really bad, like critical reception. Mm. Uh, but like I went into it and I was like, all right, Everybody says it's a bad film, but it can't be that bad. And I don't uh, think it yeah, was like awful, awful, but it wasn't enjoyable. Like it was not an enjoyable watching experience, if that makes sense. So the a lot of the CGI, I thought a lot of the CGI was really cool. I just didn't understand what it was trying to accomplish. Like wh- why were they always, like why was there always smoke? When, when he was moving or like I, I'm assuming that was to emphasize the speed of how fast they were moving necessarily okay, that it being actual smoke I think it was just to show like visually the speed 
like i don't know that was just how i took it i didn't take i didn't take it there was actual smoke i just took it that it was like to emphasize how fast he was moving Uh, it it I can see if that's what they were trying to do, but it did not come across that mm-hmm. way. And it was just like, it, it really looked like if you remember um, the second X-Men film, X2, yeah. when yeah. we get introduced to Nightcrawler and how every time he shifts yeah. and he leaves that like trail of smoke or whatever behind him, that's what that's what the CGI looked like in this one. And it was just kind of like, I don't, I don't really understand that because it happened all the time. Like it happened when Morbius was throwing the ball and then the ball has this weird smoke fog thing to, I, I don't know. Anyway, visually it was really cool looking, but again, it, mm. to me, it didn't make sense plot wise. Like I, I wish you would have come up with a different way to portray that. Um, but the characters to me are flat and the progression through the film, like, none of the characters have any development or growth at all none of Mm. them they all remain the same the only person that has a modicum of change is matt smith's character uh and he plays milo but even that wasn't enough to like pull pull me along so it just got to the point where at at about the halfway point i was just like (sighs) like so again spoiler but when <clears throat> when it comes to the part where it's revealed that uh, Milo is actually the one that killed the nurse in the hospital, that should be like a, oh, I get it, I see. But at the same time, it was just like, well, obviously it wasn't Morbius. Like mm. Morbius knew that nurse. He talked to that nurse all the time. Like he actually had a relationship with that nurse. Like he would not have just killed that woman. Um, no. So it was like, there was no suspense. There was no any none of the surprises landed because nothing, nothing was a surprise. Everything was just kind of like, well, that's pretty obvious that this is what's happening. Um, Even so the jumpy bits were, were obvious. Like they were so yeah. signposted. I didn't yeah. jump at all through watching no, this. No, not at all. And like um, it just, it just didn't. It did like it, it wasn't necessarily slow. It was just dull. Like that's that's the best way that I can say it. Like this this film is just dull. I think so for me, I I think you didn't like it that much, but I I didn't hate it. So I, I would say I probably liked the film uh-huh. by, um versus um obviously not liking it. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, I so I went in there with like real low expectations because I'd heard so much bad stuff. Mm. I did catch an article and I didn't read it deliberately, but I did see a headline like can't remember where it was, like maybe CBR, um, about how the critics were slating it, but the fans were enjoying it. Mm. Um, and I can see that it's not going to be a critical success. Yeah. Um, it's obviously becoming a it's you know it's made its money back, so it probably will financially be a success, but not yeah. critics wise. Now, as a fan, so I don't know that I don't know that much about Morbius. I remember seeing him in the yeah. Spider-Man animated series when I was a kid, and I've read probably a couple of his comics, but that is about it. Um now, so when I went into this, it was my, my knowledge was limited. I think you said that Milo played by Matt Smith is what would you say it was called? Um in the comics, he is a character called Hunger. Okay, so I have heard of hung, the hung, oh sorry hunger as well. I like I said, I didn't hate it. I think I think Matt Smith as a villain 
wasn't particularly strong. Like, I think, like you said, though, his character evolved throughout the the movie from being, you know, a child who was a victim of bullying and then eventually, you know, seeing him as sort of quite a rich guy with a disability and seeing him become a full-blown villain. Um, He went through one of the biggest character journeys throughout the film. Um, Morbius, Michael Morbius himself, he's he kind of was himself even as a child like he kind yeah. of didn't change the character didn't really grow yeah which is unlikely because let's be honest you know me versus say some 40 um versus 25 year old mark like 25 year old mark was probably a dick like um <laughs> so uh i'm now less of one like, so uh you know like you do get character evolution from even just being a young person to now where michael morbius just didn't seem to have really character progression even from the child that we saw to this um i think my biggest issue with all of this was actually the final battle between milo and morbius it was so underwhelming like it it was not the big villain payoff that we should have probably had like just he was was defeated so easily yeah so and it wasn't even morbius that defeated him it was morbius's bats Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I, I would say I probably I sat there and I remember watching this film in the cinema, thinking generally I actually don't mind this film. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think it's too bad, but I didn't love it. But the main reason I wanted to go to this though, what, and I think probably other people in the same boat, and we're going to talk about it in a minute. But like the connections, we won't talk about yeah. it now. But the connections between the MCU and Venom. Well, yeah, that's just because we're all curious, right? Yeah, like, so curio- it's my curiosity, curiosity is what pulled a lot of people to this. Yeah, my well, curiosity got way, the best like, of me. When you look at the Fantastic Four, right, and take your pick of whichever Fantastic Four film. But if I'm looking at the Fantastic Four films, I'm looking at the one with Yoan Grufford, uh, Chris Evans, Jessica Alba. That first Fantastic Four film was a terrible film but it was so much fun it was Mm. so fun because the characters made it fun the the writing was cheesy and cheeky and it was it was just so easy to get into the characters in the film that you almost didn't care that the movie itself was terrible but this Uh. this one it's like the all of the characters in this film are really boring like Nobody does anything exciting. Michael Morbius, the entire film has like this really even kill monotone, like monotone way of talking, even in intense situations. And it's just kind of like, dude, you're, you're like literally fighting mercenaries on a ship. And like, Mm. you're still really quiet and solemn. Like where, where is the, like, where is the anger or the, or the anything, like any other emotion other than like, normal you know it's just like none of it was there not none of the characters carried any kind of emotion like matt smith was the only one that really emoted i I don't know like i say i think for the most part i enjoyed this film probably wouldn't watch it again um or if i did it would be like in I don't know, three years from now, they announced Morbius 2 is coming out. I probably would watch it then, like just to refresh my mind before I go and see number two. Um, but I'm not that bothered, really. Um, I liked it, though. I did like the film. I wouldn't, I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. So anyway. I don't think I hated it. Uh, mm. I definitely did not like it. So did you have a favourite and or least favourite character in this film? Uh 
kind of, I mean, favorite character. Mm. Not really. Uh, yeah. I mean, like I said that same last week. I was like, well, I don't want, I hate them all. Like, yeah, no one really stood out. Uh, but like, I don't really have a least favorite either. Mm. Um, Cause like, I, you know, I want to say like, oh, Martine, just because like, I, I'd love to see a female scientist, like, you know, helping the, to do awesome things. But like, even she wasn't that great. Like, no, I don't have any favorites. Like, everybody was really meh to me. Yeah. <laughs> I think the, what's the girl who becomes a vampire at the end? Yeah, um, that's uh, Martine. Martin, Dr. Martin. I'd probably put her down as my favorite. Okay. Why? I, I wouldn't say... I'd say she came across as probably the strongest act, actor or actress in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um she I thought she handled her role as well as she could with the material she was provided with so I think it kind of showed her up to be quite a good actress I don't know that much about her mm-hmm. um so yeah I kind of that's probably it like although it was pretty obvious I did quite like the fact that she became a vampire and her eyes opened at the very end mm-hmm. like so I thought that was quite cool like I have to see what she's going to be like if they ever make a sequel um <laughs> I don't know like she, to be honest, she came across as quite a strong character as well. I uh, she obviously was support, support, supportive of Morbius, mm-hmm. but she seemed like she could stand her own. So I think yeah. that was it. I think I, least favorite character though, like I don't know if I have. I strongly disliked most of them. So like, <laughs> I, I would say like if I was uh, I. Would say she's probably my favorite but then everybody else is kind of just meh yeah i would actually say actually in honesty i think jared leto is probably the worst in this film like which is but again i don't hate the film yeah. it's a bit like what i said about halle berry's catwoman it's a terrible movie but i actually quite like it so um have you seen that film uh yeah i am not in agreement with your your no, no. So it's a terrible, it's yeah. a terrible film. But what I mean is, like, but I mean, I have my of... share of like horrible films that I love, so I get. Oh, it. I mean, I, I mean, it. it's like a Saturday afternoon film. You can't be bothered to put something on. You can put Catwoman on, and you can tune in and out of it. Like, yeah. it's, if it's on, it's non-offensive. Um, I think we're probably in this stage of Morbius. It's probably non-offensive, but it's not the best film ever. So I would say it's in the non-offensive category. Um. Okay, so let's let's get into like views on where we think this sits in our shared multi-universe. So my view is, and I think they have said this anyway, this is set in the same universe as Venom from the Venom One and Venom Let There Be Carnage. Now Jared Leto does make a joke about him being Venom in the movie, which was an unnecessary joke, but clearly done to push the fact that just to remind the audience this is in a shared universe. Um, the two detectives though did that earlier in the film and they said, Oh, we haven't had anything this bad since that thing in Seattle. And I thought San Francisco, yeah. San Francisco, sorry, San Francisco. And I thought, why on earth would you suddenly two random cops in New York go, Oh, we haven't anything this bad since San Francisco? And I was like, like you would even have heard of it. Like or <laughs> well, maybe they would have done, but like they I mean, still I wouldn't... think aliens fighting in any city in the US, you would you would hear about it no matter where yeah. you are. But I don't know. Like, I just felt like there's not a chance that they would themselves be aware. Yeah. Nothing was natural. Like, mm. they didn't work anything into this film naturally. Everything was forced. Like, 
not there there was nothing subtle because like i think they're they're in one of the trailers like morbius is running by and there's a poster a wanted poster of spider-man but i don't remember seeing that in the film maybe i i don't remember seeing that in the film i don't don't remember remember that that. um so i don't remember seeing that in the film yeah i think that was starting to mislead us yeah it could have been it could have been uh like everything was very like here let me just give this to the audience and it was kind of like if if you are putting another part into this big sort of shared universe now whether that shared universe is sony or the mcu you shouldn't have to hand everything over on a silver platter to the audience like if you're going to work it in you have got to assume that your audience is coming in with enough knowledge that if you just put some things in there they will pick up on them and so this film doesn't have any there's no nuance nothing there's no nuance nothing is subtle it's just it's very much like like you said that like such a throwaway line when he's fighting with that guy that guy's like who are you and he's like i am venom and I'm but like, not, no one laughed. Like, yeah, like that was your not even laughed in the cinema. To to you know tell it yourself or to just. Be I also honest. F- I also thought that when he said it, he was very quiet. Yeah, it wasn't like he just did clear. like that little tiny face shift back to like mm. vampire face that he was like I'm Venom, and that was it. And I'm just but, like, but he could have laughed afterwards. Like, I'm well, in the trailer, better. in one of the trailers, he says that, and then he says, "I'm just kidding. I'm Michael Morbius." Um, but that, didn't but, but that did not happen in the film at all. That's what annoys me about the trailers when they do this, show something and then edit it. So then when mm-hmm. you go into the film, it's not there. So yeah. I forgot about that. But yeah, actually, it was probably worth watching the trailer before I went to the film. But um, anyway, so I think what we've got here is it's set in the Sony universe. We've got the Daily Bugle paper. Yep. We've obviously misread, uh, misled, sorry, in the movies to show uh, a, a wanted poster of Spider-Man, which I think was yep. deliberate. I Because I had felt this whole time that this movie was going to be in the MCU. Like This movie was supposed to come out before Far From Home, but yeah. because of COVID... Like it got, it kept getting pushed back, pushed back, pushed back. So I think, I think that they didn't really know how this was going to fit with Far From Home. Um, And like that post scene with where we see like the sky opening kind of like, you know, when the multiverse or whatever is is happening. And And, uh, yeah, and then Adrian pops up. Like, I mean, they really, I think they had that Adrian thread from, homecoming like yeah. from the first spider-man film like that's and that was gonna be their connection and so like it feels really disjointed be- because it came out in the wrong order uh you know due to outside circumstances uh but like i don't know it, even even that seemed really forced it was just kind of like the sky's open oh no there's this empty cell oh no <laughs> now suddenly there is a person in this cell that was not there before but like everybody knows who this guy is. And so like the way that they play it, it's kind of like this, you know, event happens and now we have Adrian Toomes in jail and no one knows why and he's soon to be released. Just out, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's just kind of like, I'm sorry, what? Like you literally just like open the door, threw a guy in there. And then the next thing, the next scene that we see is like him in full vulture garb, like, mm-hmm talking to morbius and it's like ah you know what this whole thing is spider-man's fault and it's just like so so 
so obviously when they showed the trailer, they showed obviously, like you said, Spider-Man wanted poster. They showed Michael Keaton. Um, I don't know if it was one or two scenes, but it kind of implied to me that they were really trying to push this film into the MCU. Yeah. Um, even if it was a Sony had decided, you know what, we're going to make Morbius and we're going to send the MCU, whether whether Disney like it or not. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of how I felt it was going. I did not realise that they were going to essentially use the events of No Way Home to bring in Doctor Strange as well. Like, because um, I know... Um, Sorry, I'm getting now. Like, I didn't know they were going to use No Way Home. Sorry to bring in um, Tombs. Uh, Tombs. Sorry, that's what I meant to say. Yeah. I didn't know that's how they were going to do it. I thought it was going to be set in the MCU. But when they when that did happen, I was like, okay, cool. I was like, okay, I quite like that. I respect the fact that maybe Sony and Disney have come up with a deal that this is like an alternate Earth kind of thing. Um, so, so when they brought Adrian Tombs in, yeah, okay, like putting him in prison a bit rubbish, and the way they met was a bit rubbish. Seeing him in the full vulture garb at the end, I was like, mm, "How did that happen? Like, yeah, where did he get that shit from? Like, yeah, yeah. How is it Unless that, that you just crossed not part over of this too. universe before? And also, like, how how are you that self aware? How is mm. it that you pop up and you're just like, oh my god? Well, maybe things aren't Earth. so bad in this in this world. And like, and yeah, he literally yeah, yeah. makes a comment like that, and I'm like, how would how would that be your first thought? He's like, like oh, um. I hope the food's oh, maybe better the food's on this better joint. Here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 I'm just yeah. like, come on. I didn't. I just didn't. Like I said, everything was for. Like you, you mentioned the Daily Bugle earlier. I will. I will concede that the way that the paper is always in this film, that was the only natural thread that they had. Where it's like the Daily Bugle is everywhere, and they're mm. always reading the Daily Bugle. Mm. Um, but like every other introduction or person that is related to the MCU or any other Sony film was literally, it was just like, here audience, here, take this, take this character we're handing over to you. And it's just like, guys. Like, I mean, as we've, as we've already talked about it. So the, the film wraps up, um, titles start, whatever. Then we get, like you say, Adrian Toomes in prison. Um, you see the sky going crazy like it did at the end of Nowhere Home. Adrian Toomes suddenly shows up in a jail cell. He gets that out, um, and then gets some more tiles. Then we get another cutscene of Morbius, like in the middle of nowhere, and um, Adrian Toomes full vulture garb. Um, now I didn't think they were going to show the full vulture outfit in this movie because um, I also did think, how is he going to get it? Because you know they didn't yeah. have the Chachari and yeah. all the rest of it. Where, where did he get that from? Come on. And like, literally, did you just walk to your house and your wife and kids were like, yo, man, what's up? Like, what the <laughs> hell? Come on. I want to know. I want to know more. And, but anyway, so he proposes to Morbius about teaming up now. Does that mean as a villain or as good guys? Because he said, oh, we could do some good. Are they now trying to push Adrian Toomes being a good guy? Or... Are they trying to build a Sinister Six? What are they doing? I don't know. I don't think they know what they're doing. Um, so so <laughs> we've got here now Venom the vulture and morbius all in the same universe now i saw i didn't read it but i saw an article headline i think it might have been cbr or bleeding call i can't remember about the only way to potentially save this sony shared universe is to bring andrew garfield's spider-man into it now like if they did something like that this might be pretty cool like imagine seeing andrew garfield going up against venom the vulture well they played that card very heavy in no way home because andrew was like am i the only one here that has not fought an alien and the other two peter parkers are like yeah i guess so 
So that would be cool. Like if they do, if they, oh, I'd love it if Andrew Garfield got Spider-Man 3 or some sort of Andrew Garfield team-up movie or versus what these lot would be pretty cool. Yeah. So I don't know. To me, it just seems really disjointed. Like I think that they are fine with the idea of this being connected to everything else, but they did yeah. not know how to do that. So, they didn't yeah, know yeah. how to make that connection. And so what we got is very, to me, it's very just like disjointed. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Well, to be honest, nice segue, Jasmine. Um, <laughs> the structure of the film. Uh, so you said you feel it's disjointed. I think it flowed generally okay. I didn't like the jumping back and forth in the first 20 minutes yeah, of no, the, they, the yeah. flashbacks and stuff like that. Starting with Jared Leto being an adult. I would have been more than happy if they'd been brave enough to start with the kids. Like, and No, then... I really liked that they started with the action. I, I, oh, I love a really good cold open where like you don't always know what's going on. No, I, I didn't want to go back to the kids. Like, Yeah, no, I... You know how I feel about flashbacks. Like I think that they they use flashbacks to very poor effect here. Like mm. that. I would say overall, though I say I didn't hate this film. I think it didn't have a strong enough cast. I think the villain, unfortunately, Matt Smith, not saying he's terrible actor, but was probably the wrong choice for the villain. I would disagree with that. I think I, I just Matt didn't Smith find he was strong enough. Villain. I I don't think that the cast was weak. I think that they were not. They were not used effectively. No, I think because I, I, you don't much like Jared Leto. I think Jared Leto is actually a really good character actor, Um, Mm. but he he is sort of boxed in in this one, and so it's like Mm. they they brought his temperature way down when he could have given this character so much more than what we actually got. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm more, I think for me, it was the curiosity that got me there. I didn't mind the pacing of the film. I I would say that it probably did go towards slow more than fast because it's an action film. I would say that maybe that's beneficial for, like, I don't know, like, maybe for new, like, to, to the Marvel and the comics and stuff like that. Like, if you don't, no at all thing the bringing in of um the vulture at the end is that's the only issue with that if you don't know what's going on if you don't know anything about venom or spider-man you just went in much morbius i think the slowness probably worked well in terms of trying to build this universe and this characters and the characters and stuff like that um but i would say then it kind of gets ruined by just shoving the vulture in at the end because if you're like oh i've never seen spider-man before oh Better go watch. I, I don't always think that that's a bad thing because I saw uh, I saw Winter Soldier before I saw the first Captain America. And so in the theater, when Winter Soldier's mask comes off and Steve Rogers is like, Bucky? Yeah. I was literally, and, and I was literally like, who the fuck is Bucky? Like, I, <laughs> I have no idea who that is. Like, yeah. but to me, it didn't, it didn't take anything away from it because mm. Obviously, this guy was important to Steve. So, like, even if I don't know these characters, like, the actors can pull you through a scene if you don't know all of the parts that are going on. But that that doesn't happen here. Like, the you could tell that there was like sexual tension between Morbius and Martine. But yeah. when they finally kiss, it was like there was no buildup at all to this. Like, this 
feels very out of place. Like I, this, this is, this is bad. Like that was terrible. Thinking. Like, yeah, yeah. There's just so many things like, and, and Matt Smith going from zero to 60, like so fast. Like he literally went from like, dude, you're my best friend. You're like a brother to me. Like, don't leave me hanging to fuck it. Let's take over the world. I was like, yeah. that was a really like, I mean, you just, you flipped that real quick. Matt Smith. Is there um, anything you'd cut or change about this film? I mean, yeah, it's far too much to list here, but <laughs> uh like all of it um not not necessarily all of it like i i did enjoy the scene on the tanker um mm. they're on on the boat um i i did enjoy watching morbius fly i thought yeah, that, yeah, that was, was cool, yeah. that was really cool um but i just this this really needed like an injection of adrenaline or something it just did not it did not meet my expectations of what I would want to see in a, in a vampire film B in something that is connected both to the MCU and to the Sony universe. Like it just wasn't moving fast enough for me. No, I think a sequel probably is going to be pretty good. Like if they're going to have the vulture in it and Morbius and, like if they do bring Andrew Garfield back as Spider-Man and say this was always set in his universe, that would be pretty cool. Like to finally yeah. redeem Andrew Garfield. The only trouble with that though is he was great in No Way Home, but not his own movie. So we're gonna put him back with Sony and well, but if you give if up. you put him with a different director, I think that could work better because we yeah. saw him work better with a different director in No Way Home. Hmm. But yeah. I will say, I I think that there is a lot of potential with the character of Morbius. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think if, but it's, I guess it's like a case of like the left hand not talking to the right hand. Like you, you guys have to get on the same page first before you work on this sequel, because like, I just feel like they left so much stuff on the table. And I understand like world building and you got to set it up and you have to take the time to get to know these characters, but they didn't even do that in this film. Like this is this is literally everyone's first introduction to Morbius, but there was no like, I guess I guess they think that the whole bit with the hospital when they're kids at the very beginning of the movie is enough for us to kind of get a good read on Morbius as a character, but it's like no, (laughs) no, because like (laughs) he he literally went from like oh my god look at this poor pitiful kid to like the next scene is is him and martine and martine is like so are we injecting like vampire bat dna into human dna and he's like yeah and i'm like what the hell like come on (laughs) i know where's he made that jump from yeah yes exactly like yeah i think a lot of the the issues that i have with this film are very basic like it is it is at its core the problems here are all in the in the scripting mm-hmm. and and in the original outline and in the original layout like you have the elements there you you have the actors there uh but on paper you you do not have this film laid out and set up the way that it needed to be mm-hmm. um i think like i say i'll come back to generally i enjoyed it i didn't think it was a bad film 
I liked going to the cinema and watching it. I felt, felt like it wasn't awful. Um, I think probably a nice little segue here into ratings. Um, I probably would go three out of five. Two. I mean, it's not too bad. Like, I think for me, like I say, I enjoyed what I watched. And I know that it was slated by the critics, mm-hmm. but I think like some of the fans have quite liked it. So I would say that I was in three margin. And I would say that probably a lot of why I wanted to watch this was curiosity over knowing it would be terrible. Mm-hmm. I kind of ignored that it was terrible and thought, you know, I'm just going to say, like, I don't know, these are the films I want to watch this week yeah. or whatever. So I um, have a soft spot in my heart for vampires. I am yeah. a fan of vampires so yeah me too, i'm always yeah. gonna give vampires a chance now yeah. this this film is miles and miles better than any of the twilight entries <laughs> okay it is it is not that bad but it it literally is so forgettable like there is nothing about this film that is going to make you want to run up to someone else and be like, oh my God, did you see Morbius? Oh, like, yeah. No, I'm there, not going to tell people to watch nothing about this film that makes you... I don't think I'd even really watch it. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's nothing about this film that makes you want to revisit it, to go back and, like, take another look at something or to ask more questions about it. It's mm-hmm. just it's just kind of like, eh. Nah. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I think we're kind of done there, really. Like, I think, like <laughs> we say, we kind of... I kind of didn't mind it. So happy with three out of five. You didn't mind it slash didn't like it. Like so. I no, I didn't enjoy it. Uh, yeah, I yeah. didn't hate it. it. It wasn't like horrible, awful, disgusting. It was just like it was just boring. Like it's mm-hmm. it is literally one of those things that you don't even like. I'm probably not going to remember her half this film next week. Okay, so bring our conversation to an end there. Uh, next episode, we're going to review. Uh, a graphic novel, first of the year, Blade Runner Origins Volume One. Um, I believe it's five issues, and yeah. So join us next week for that. Yep. And in the meantime, you can follow us on social media. We are Geeks Unleashed on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Come say hi. And you can get this podcast wherever you get your podcast: Google, Podbean, Apple, Spotify. We are everywhere. So please give us a five star review and tell your geeky friends. Um, before we go, like for those who paid attention, me and Jasmine will be meeting each other for the first time in real life. For the, first the weekend, time in 10 the weekend, years. the weekend this comes known out. I have Mark longer than his youngest daughter has been alive. Oh, it's crazy. Like, <laughs> so, and we may be meeting some other people too. So, yeah, yeah this weekend, the weekend this comes out. Well, we would have actually already met by the time this comes yeah. out. So, you're obviously going to schedule stuff. it, you're going to schedule it ahead. But, yes, yeah. so okay. anyway. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Good journey. Good journey, indeed.